Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 14th is 2 Chronicles chapters 6 and 7 and Psalm 136. Continuing our conversation and reading about the dedication of Solomon's temple and how Solomon prayed with arms outstretched, standing or kneeling at times. And we're told he is blessing the people, the entire congregation, all of Israel. Millions of people are gathered together for this two-week festival, a week of dedication, a week of celebration. And then we see God's response. Now, chapter 6 is mostly... Solomon's prayer, it's, it's very much a recounting of what we read in 1 Kings yesterday. But in chapter 7, we see God's response beginning in verse 12. And I know, of course, verse 14 is so often quoted. It's in songs, it's in books. Books have been written about it. It's every sermon preached on the 4th of July Sunday. <laughs> In most Protestant churches, if my people who are called by my name will seek my face, humble themselves, pray, turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land, God says. But I think it's important to note that God was speaking to Solomon. Now remember when Solomon built this temple, he says, God my father David created this he wanted to do this it was his idea and you said no David your son will do it for you and so here I am David's son God you have made all these promises and now I have built your home and it's a place where your glory will dwell forever but God never said that his glory or his name would dwell there live there forever But I think Solomon was so caught up in the awe and the splendor and the wonder of the presence of God, 13 years of labor and construction are finally culminating. There's this grand party. The glory of God descends in a cloud and is so overwhelming that people can't even stand. The priests can't even stand in the presence of God. It says, and everybody had to cease their work because God was there and God was the center of attention and it was beautiful. And so God is now speaking to Solomon. It says he appeared to him at night in 2 Chronicles 7, 12. Yahweh appeared to Solomon at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifice. If I, God, shut the sky and there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on my people, I think the first half of that sentence is so important. God says, if I do these things, if I do these acts of judgment, in verse 14, and my people who bear my name, if you humble yourselves, if you if you pray and seek my face, if you turn from your evil ways, 
Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. God sends these pestilences on the national stage when the people stray. Now, that doesn't mean every time something bad happens to you, it's because you did something wrong. Not at all. But God uses these circumstances. He uses natural events to make our lives less than comfortable so that we will seek him. So that we will say, God, why are the grasshoppers eating my crops? Why are my neighbors stealing my stuff? Why did you let this person lie to me and hurt me? God wants to always be in community with us, in communication with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. And that's why it says in the New Testament in 1 Thessalonians 5, pray without stopping or without ceasing. Pray always, rejoice always. In everything, seek Him. God wants to have that relationship with us. And sometimes we get so comfortable in the day-to-day, we forget to pray. We forget to bring God into it. We tend to run to God when we need Him, but sometimes when we're comfortable, we kind of forget to pray. And so God allows some things to come into our lives so that we will be reminded of our need for Him. So I love that God puts that out there for us. He reminds us. He shows us. And then in verse 17, as for you, remember God is speaking directly to Solomon. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, doing everything I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and ordinances, I will establish your royal throne as I promised your father David. You will never fail to have a man ruling in Israel. In other words, Solomon, if you are blameless in God's sight, God will ensure that you will always have a son or a grandson or a great-grandson and so on on the throne of Israel. Now, my question is, friends, does Solomon have a son or a grandson or a descendant on the throne of Israel today? And in the physical realm, no, he does not. Or at least not that we know of. It's not Netanyahu, son of Solomon, son of King David. Of course, spiritually speaking, Jesus is the king, although we don't see him reigning in a physical way. By faith, we know he is reigning. And I think it's because of Solomon's sin in his later years that we'll be reading about in the coming chapters. Solomon fell away. He made lots of mistakes. He let all of that wisdom and riches and all of God's blessing go to his head and he became a little foolish maybe even a lot foolish and so the wisest man who ever lived the richest man who ever lived 
writes these things. And we don't know who wrote Psalm 136. At least our Bibles don't say it was Solomon. But it's a great hymn of praise. Give thanks to Yahweh, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. And it's so tempting for me, I don't know if it is for you, to sing this in the way, in the tune, not that I could sing in the way, (laughs) but sing in the tune or attempt to of a Michael W. Smith worship concert. I can hear Michael W. Smith singing as I read Psalm 136. Give thanks to the God of gods, his faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his faithful love endures forever. Over and over and over again throughout the psalm, his faithful love endures forever. And so even though Solomon faltered in his later years and he doesn't have a son, and we get to read about the crumbling of the kingdom, throughout these future history books in the Bible, we know that at the end of the day, God loved Solomon and he blessed him and he did not treat him the way his sins deserved. And that gives me great hope because I am certainly not perfect either. And I have nowhere near the wisdom that Solomon had, that's for sure. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We will see you tomorrow.